Welcome back to Give Me Five with Jones and Eli and another very special edition of the guest pod today. We have the great Nicole Hoppy, someone who's taught me many things in this world, including probably a lot of these podcasts and conversation skills. So, Nicole, thank you for being with us. And our question today is, I know I'm seeing theater when... Right. Define it. Define right. So what you got? You want me to go? Oh, I want you to go. I know I'm seeing theater when I've seen something that made me stop and watch. Interesting. Eli? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going I'm to go on that because I don't necessarily know that I agree. I think there's obviously there's a kind of art you could have, but then there's also a theater because I think you're going down the street and you see a car crash or something, I'm going to stop and watch that because I'm naturally drawn to that spectacle. It's, it's human nature. I want to see I see conflict. I want to see all these things. And you can have that, obviously, in a theater sense. But for me, I think it's the art of actually... There's, there's some procedural aspect to it, right? You go into a specific space. You know, okay, I'm here to watch theater or some sort of theater thing. I know it gets a little bit complex. I want to hear Jones's take in a second. But you sit down maybe in a seat. You watch. There's a stage or there's some sort of area. I don't know. And, and, and there's actors or there's people doing something i think that life is often theatrical in a sense but i don't think we can necessarily say that everything in life that makes you want to stop and watch is theater i don't know what do you think jones i think i think that you can't make it this idea of it has to be in some type of building and procedural because what if somebody just breaks out in song or some scene on the street and then everybody surrounds them i do like the stop and watch aspect but i do agree that there are things that people stop and watch that i wouldn't necessarily constitute as theater i think for me theater has to be intentional so if somebody is setting out to make some kind of performance whether it's on the street whether it's on a stage that's what it is because i think the intentionality right in a car crash they're not saying oh let me just crash my car so people are going to watch and enjoy this but if somebody starts you know breaking out in song in the street hoppy i say that's some theater right there Okay, so there's a very famous theater artist who about two decades ago decided to push the boundaries of theater. People walked in, Elias, to a theater. They paid for their ticket. They sat down in a theatrical seat. The set was a toilet. It was on lighting. She walked out. She sat on the toilet. She took a poop. Curtain down, show over. Was that theater? Because that was intentional, Jonah. She knew exactly what she was doing. I, I would say, yeah, that's more theater. I mean, I don't necessarily know that I like that kind of theater. I wouldn't necessarily go pay and watch that kind of theater. But I think that's probably, yeah, more theater than the car crash scenario. I think, yeah, Jones has a point there with the intention aspect of it. I think you could, though, you, you kind of get into a little bit of a gray area, though, because there's a lot of stuff. I know then we're kind of going into the art concept, but, like, there's a lot of artists who just throw shit at the wall. And, like, that's their art. And that's not necessarily intentional. It's intentional they're doing something, but the actual final outcome is intentional. Like, you look about improv. Improv is not necessarily... There's no like intent necessarily in the way that it's going. You don't come in and say, we're intentionally going to go this way. Yeah, we're intentionally making something, but it's kind of up in the air where it's going to go. You know what I'm saying? But who has to have the intention? The actors or do, does the audience have to understand the intention? Does the audience have to have the intention to watch? My first week in New York City for conservatory, they took us to an off-Broadway abstract theater performance. And I still remember it more than 20 years later because it ended with a girl upstage in a bathtub splashing around making sounds and an unattractive man standing near the audience, stark naked, giving some sort of odd monologue. What the hell he was saying, who the hell knows who was actually listening to that. 
but I have absolutely no idea what the intention of that performance was, what the story was, what I was supposed to take from that. Is that theater? Well, I just simply mean the intentionality of actually putting together a performance, whether whether I, I'm not saying the thesis behind it needs to be so stark. Uh, Hoppy, I don't know what the poop thesis was. <laughs> Elias, I don't always know what Jackson Pollock's thesis was when he was chucking paint, but he meant to chuck paint. He didn't accidentally spill a paint can on the thing and call it a day, even if it looked like he did. You're saying the intent has to be there from the performer that they're intentionally making something. And it doesn't matter what necessarily you're going to gain from that as an audience member. Right. Because Elias, if we're walking down the street and we get into a big fight and I start screaming at you, right. And we get into this huge fight, maybe even a fist fight and people all gather around, right. That's, I'm not intentionally making art. I'm just living my life. And then people ha are happening to watch it because Something out of the ordinary has happened, which is what theater is about, yeah, as Hoppy would line? usually say. Where, what do you say is theater, though? Because I understand the whole point, concept of art, right? This, what we're doing right now, we're talking, there's intent behind this. We're making this so people will listen and, and have their own thoughts, whatever. But would you call this theater? Because I wouldn't. Hoppy, what do you think? Um, I don't think it's theater because it's on a screen. So you, there can be no theater on a screen because I think we've we've had some virtual theater. I, I, that drives me crazy because theater, the whole point of theater is that live aspect, right? If I go see a movie, that actor's not there. He has no idea how I'm reacting to what I'm doing. But the whole amazing part of theater is there's somebody else experiencing with this this with me. And tomorrow night, it'll be a different person and I will be different. My performance will be different because of that person's reaction. So no, what we do on a screen is not theater to me. I'm not saying it's not art or performance, mm -hmm. but there has to be that lived, shared, in the moment thing together. But that then brings me to the audience. So what constitutes an audience? Because if you're saying the actor has the intention, in theater, the intention has to be to share that with somebody else. So how many people make an audience? You need, you need one person, Hops. You know, if I'm... Uh... If I'm playing a guitar in my underwear in the basement and, and my mom's watching, you know, that that's an audience to me. I, I, I don't think you can constitute, oh, you need six, you need 10, you need 15. How could you do that? But so one person, and it doesn't matter who that person is. So if it's my mom who comes to every single rehearsal because she loves watching me. And now she comes to what we're calling opening night, but nobody else is there. She still counts as an audience. I would say, yeah, I think, yeah, that Jones is right. Anytime you have one person there in some capacity watching, like you said, taking it in, affecting them in a certain way, yeah, that's an audience. It's, there's no number on it. What to me more interesting is, can you be an unintentional audience, right? Like if you're walking down the street and you see two street performers right there and I just un like hear it just as I'm passing by and I hear it, like, am I then technically the audience as well? Or do I have to knowingly sit there and say, okay, I'm going to watch this and try to glean something from this interaction or am i just can we just be like a passerby also be an audience you can 100 percent be an unintentional audience and talk about screens uh, even if hobby doesn't think it's theater you know if we come up on your tiktok page and you watch us you're you're an audience whether you meant to scroll to us or not that's it's called just the the algorithm of life and this the the size of the theater doesn't matter to you so if i'm performing in a theater like the size of weiss where you guys were which holds five 50 people and there's one person sitting in the center that's you want to call it performance I, in a, like, I, it's an audience it's not a good audience hoppy yeah. we have to talk about these qualifiers you know you're not happy if you see one person in whites for the musical that would probably be a big red flag for the organization but 
<laughs> it's still an audience. Mm -hmm. I would have to agree with that. Yeah, I think that any audience, no matter the size, is an audience. Like you said, it would be a shit audience, and it would probably be. But I mean, that could also be a statement, right? The audience be part of the theater, technically, like the piece as well. If I want to make a statement and do a political piece about how nobody cares about whatever animal rights, and I did a show about animal rights, and I had only one person be in the audience, could that not like be also kind of part of the theater? <laughs> but what? Who's? Who are you stating that for? Because nobody was damn there to see it. <laughs> If the audience is part of the show, then they're not really an audience, right? Well, but if the intention is to tell the story to people or to get your message out or your activism or whatever, and you're only getting that out to one person, and let's say that one person leaves, like I did in that show, and they didn't get the intention, did it count? But do you think you need to be there to have gain the intention? If I do put on a show for if we put on a show for you, Hoppy, and we say, do this whole show and you love it or whatever, you have this amazing revelation about life coming out of our show, and then you go home and you write up on your blog, you know, I just listen to this show, or whatever, like can people then reading that blog get some sort of meaning from it? Or do you think they have to actually be there also in person with you experiencing it? Well, I mean, I'll tell you this. I watched Hamilton on Disney Plus with my kids. Super awesome. They got to experience like a side of musical theater and a huge change in that genre. But then I went and saw it live. You cannot even compare the two. It's apples and So it's so much is lost when it is originally staged and the purpose is for live theater. So no. And I don't think reading somebody's blog gets <laughs> story or the intention to me especially with how stupid so many blogs are everybody's got an opinion that doesn't do anything for me what retelling a story let's jump right to the point if a tree falls in in the forest and nobody's there does it even make a sound <laughs> i know i don't think it does because theater has to go somewhere other than the actors. Because like Jones wants to sit in his, but you want to sit in your basement in your underwear and play your songs. That's great. That's self care, right? <laughs> Somebody Maybe. has to be there that's not connected to that production to then experience what you are giving, and they receive something from it. To me, in order for that to be otherwise. Really quickly, I want to ask you, I know we have running out of time, but so then would you consider rehearsal? Like if you're doing a dress rehearsal, right? And you have the director and the whole crew and everybody in the audience and you're putting on, like the intent is still completely there from the cast and they're doing everything all out. You wouldn't consider that theater then? It's practice. You know what? You make a good point there, <laughs> Hoppy. This has been Gimme 5, a very special guest edition with the great Nicole Hoppy. Hoppy, thank you so much for joining us and both of you, thanks for talking.